If y'all don't know what 36 Chambers of Shaolin is, you can't even begin to pretend like you're an authority on hot dogs. Um, what? You're circling away from logic here. Plow through. You can do a plow through. Raspberry <laughs> nipple. Raspberry apparently is perfect. Raspberry <laughs> nipple. Gooseberries are in season. Gooseberries. All right. I think this conversation is taking a terrible oh. turn. I've got to readjust my tassels. You got to have extra layers of protection. <laughs> Ooh, I like nipple petals. Holy jumping baby Christmas. What happened to you? She wants to know what happened to you. It's right next to his lube. He has hey, a man. light switch and a lube switch. <laughs> Don't get the two mixed up. I had it once in Miami. It was it was memorable. Just try it. Nope. What is wrong with you? Yeah, it was good. Oh, but hit the lube. That sounds messy. I just don't even understand you sometimes. Are you on acid? Fuck you. Fuck uh, you and your Shaolin. Um, in a good way. Hello, welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. This is our actual play, homebrew Call of Cthulhu show, set in the sandbox, created by our very own keeper, and built by all of us, mostly in the moment. And if you're a podcast listener, don't forget to stick around to the end of the show where there are a bunch more of those wacky clips that I play in the beginning of the show at the end. There's a bunch there. Don't miss them. Sometimes those are even better than the ones in the beginning. If you happen to enjoy what we do here and would like to support us, we would really appreciate that. There are a couple of ways you can do it. You can go on the interwebs to drive through RPG and purchase the snake's oil. That is our very own Call of Cthulhu module set in the season one time period of this here universe you can also go to patreon.com slash under the library that thing is going to be getting a major revamp in the next couple weeks so there's going to be some great stuff there more on that when it happens and one more thing before we get going if you are a tabletop rpg player or gm and would like to level up your role-playing character creation and development or improvisational narrative skills you should absolutely check out our other podcast that is called up your rpg and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts with that let's do a show my name's arthur i'm playing franny tonight we are one scott short so joining me are emily as joe rick as sam chris as boone wayne as rutherford and as always our keeper is michael michael Take us away. Hey, thanks, Art. Under the Library is a tabletop role-playing game set in the Call of Cthulhu universe. And we are immature people dealing with mature themes. This is your content warning. As such, uh, if you've ever sought out the aristocrats joke in any way whatsoever, you're in an okay place. And if you haven't, I'm sorry. Because now you probably will. Because you won't be able to resist that curiosity. And then you're still probably one of us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's your content warning. And with that, I'll turn it over to Emily with last week's recap. Okay. So, out of fear for Franny's well-being, Joe and Cully agree to go back with Sam. He had told them that she was bleeding out and had 10 minutes to live. He did say Joe that. agrees 
to disguise herself using some things that Sam had in his truck instead of going back to her house in the general store. Sam knows some first aid and he's able to rebandage Franny. They get her into the truck and head towards Abiquiu. At the same time, Rutherford and Boone have a big head start and they're also driving to Abiquiu. Boone is examining the box that Rutherford found. He tries to pry it open, but there is no visible way to get in, no latch, and he breaks off the tip of his knife. The drive takes about five hours, uh, during which Rutherford has visions, seeing the car passing as if from the outside in the wilderness, from the terrain around the road in different locations. He stops outside of Abiquiu, parked behind a billboard, and has another vision. He is on the ground on hands and knees, feels electricity, his whole body shakes, visions of all sorts of visions. Uh, he is terrified, but then gets a hold of himself, gets back in the car and wants to see what it can do. So pedal to the metal, he heads into town. It could possibly go wrong into his rear view mirror siren blaring at the same time he has a repeat vision of the woman giving birth which he had a vision of before but this time she is shackled to the bed and screaming what's going on with rutherford back to sam with cully franny and joe in tow he takes a different route out of town so he can stop at his ranch and we meet his little son amos Joe appreciates the father-son moment that they have. Daddy, I love you. Feels a little more amenable to Sam. But I should mention that Sam convinced Amos to stay behind by promising him a blue bike and baseball cards for the spokes. Daddy, I'm so excited for that bike. I can't wait to get that bike. To get his kid a bike. Oh, the privilege. Wife Cheryl is canning beans in the kitchen. She asks Sam if he paid his gambling debts. He says there may be money in the good deed that he is going to do. She ducks his kiss and tells him to hush your mouth. Don't tell me how to do things and to get out of here. Oh, and we met Zed the dog. Can't forget the dog. Okay. Mm -hmm. Policeman approaches Rutherford's window Rutherford is able to talk to Officer Mulvaney and convince him that they are also agents and that he should help them by directing all other agent cars back to Los Alamos. Mulvaney is himself applying to be an agent and he really wants to help. They finally arrive at the house and park in an empty garage the side door is unlocked. They hear a woman's voice inside. Richard, is that you? Late crash. Rutherford introduces himself and she seems to have no patience for his tangents, but he is eventually able to tell her how Rutherford died. Uh, excuse me, how Richard died. And um, we also meet her little girl who looks to be about eight years old. Rutherford sees pictures on the wall of these two, mother and daughter, and uh, it seems likely that Richard took them. 
but she wants to know all the details of what happened and Rutherford tells her everything he can about the abduction and the death. And together they drink a gin and tonic in Richard's honor. It was his favorite drink using his favorite gin, water for Boone, who does not drink unless he can't avoid it. And we ended with an 89 constitution roll from Rutherford. Roll for gin. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And so with that 89, as you're sitting at the table, Rutherford, and uh, you're sipping on your drink, you you have these sharp pains, um, almost like little firecrackers going off inside your head that just are excruciating moments. As you're sitting there, you're watching... Rutherford and you see him flinch and flick his head uncharacteristically. You've never seen him do this before uh, to the left and right a few times. So like Um, Rick was doing earlier. Maybe possibly. So, uh, so you catch this and uh, so does she, and she looks at you from across the table and uh, she says, Mr. Rutherford, are you, are you okay? Am I able to talk? Yeah, you're, you're, it's, it's painful, but it was just like momentary bursts. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> what? Actually, did I, get, did I get her name? You haven't. Very polite of you. Okay, Mr. Rutherford, are you okay? And uh, I said, well, me, okay, I'm going to just say I forgot her name because of the blast. Okay. And I, I, I said, I, I, I'm having a, a, bit, a, bit of, a bit of an issue. And I quickly pull a kitchen chair out and, and sit down and I, I grasp my head. And, and Rutherford would probably think it's a stroke. <laughs> you know, these, you know, some, he's like, I, th- I, th- I think something. Well, I, don't, I don't think it's a stroke. Richard's head exploded. Is your, is your head about to explode? <laughs> why would I'll, I think it's a stroke? And I, 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 I'm not quite sure. And I, do I feel like I need to lay down? Because I, I was going to ask the woman of the house. I said, Ma- "Ma'am, do, do you do you have a, a, a couch I can lay down?" Oh, oh sweet Jesus! I just told her Richard's head exploded. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! You're right. Uh, give me a. Oh dear. Uh, so she she turns and just stunned looks at you and his head exploded. Well, uh, uh, so so to, so to speak, uh, he was shot in the head, ma'am. I shouldn't have gotten so grisly with the details. Oh, shot in the head? Why? Because whoever wanted him out of the picture wanted him to make sure he was out of the picture. She she kind of grabs her, her stomach and then her, her head, and she just turns away with her drink, and she kind of walks to the back of the kitchen, and she leaves you and Rutherford sitting there. Uh, now, I, I forget, was uh, Rutherford uh, injured during the whole gunplay thing oh yeah 
But you don't know that. Yeah, th- th- that was ambiguous. But I do have a shirt with a with a big tear on it, front of it, and dried blood all around, which yes. could be but, from something else. And, and we it, the, is that visible together. to others? Because that's what I was questioning: is whether I've it was never something... changed my shirt. Yes. So. No, but yeah. I mean, it, my my point was that it kind of felt like only you could see it. Like that, the, that's what I was wondering is if it was part of your hallucinations. Oh, the actual hole in the tear in the dried blood. Yeah. Is, oh, the no, shirt, the no he's, real. he's covered in blood on the front of his shirt and there's a, there's a bullet hole in the front of his shirt. Oh, yeah. I okay. was sleeping. So I didn't yeah. pick up on it until maybe now like, oh, holy jumping baby Christmas. Uh, for all you, I don't want to. I don't want to take the Lord's name in vain, but my gosh, were you uh, injured, Mister Rutherford? Uh, Mister uh, 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 Boone, I, 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 I need need to lay down on on, on there. On oh, there. Well, let me help you here. Uh, you shouldn't have been drinking alcohol. Take some of this here water. Uh, okay, take a, I take a big, big swig of Mister Boone's water. And I said, take me over to that mid-century modern couch that hasn't been invented yet. And let me lay down. <laughs> okay, so I uh, help him up over to the couch. I said, this Richard with his fa- fancy furniture that, that's not very comfortable. Stylish. But, yep. It looks but, like uh, in the future it'll be designed by Scandinavians, like uh, people from Denmark. And I'm sticking to the da- damn leather. Uh, and as you're walking, uh, Boone, as you're walking Rutherford, it's not a big house by any stretch. So as you just to kind of give you the layout, as you walked in the side door that you walked in to the left was like a sitting area off the kitchen. As you go in straight, you're walking through the kitchen. There's a couple of bedrooms back down a hallway to the left. Once you get out of the kitchen and to the right, it opens up uh, into like a living room in the front of the house. And so you've basically taken Rutherford into the living room, onto the couch, um, and you're you're aware of the woman in the back of the house talking to the child uh, in some muted tones. So uh, she went into the kitchen. Right, but as you walk Rutherford, she left the back of the kitchen after she learned about the gunshot, and she's in the oh, back. Oh, so she talking. went down towards the bedrooms? Yeah, to talk to okay. the child. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of at opposite ends of the house, even though it's small. Okay, well, I... Uh, geez, you should have let me look at it, Mr. Rutherford. Uh, so I'm going to take a look at his wound with... Uh, yeah, I'm a... Uh, I'm a well-known uh, hobo doctor, and I said, "Mr. Boone, Boone," and uh, I'm holding my head at the same time, and I, I stick my hand in, inside the button, the shirt buttons, and I said, "There, there seems to be no no wound at this time, and I must have been struck with with something that t- tore my shirt and knocked the wind out of me because there there is no, no- sir. This is a bullet hole. I've seen lots of bullet holes in my life. This ain't a." tear to your shirt it's a dang hole see i hold it up see how it pushed the fabric through and then the blood came out from there so i'd have to say at this point where rutherford is uh you know distracted so his full his full is um attention is is going to be hard with the 
pain? Is the pain in his head subsiding or getting worse? It, it went away. It was just like these sudden oh, kind of onset pain. Yeah, momentary. And okay. It went away. But Rutherford still, the fact that it happened, it's like, it's like I, I believe I had some sort of thunder, thunder he goes on, on a tangent, a thunderclap he headache there. That must be the explanation for it with all the st stress and lack of that, sleep, Mr. Burns. That might be an explanation for the fit you had back there, but that's not an explanation for why you're all drenched in your own blood and there's no uh, visible wound on your body. And, and I, I, I believe I, I was. You're a man of science. This seems to defy logic. It it it, it certainly does. I, I did have that Mister Mister Poulet on me with all all of his chicken drippings or or blood coming out of him all over me, <laughs> and that that must be the explanation for it. We're, Again, we're... you're circling away from logic here. You have a bullet hole. You're drenched in blood. But there's no entry wound in your body, and that 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 just now apply logic. Don't get all. I'm a, I'm attempting to understand it, and I I I actually don't don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. There there has to be an explanation for it, but I I I I don't have one. Well, I guess we'll have to table that one for another time. And he says, as we say in uh, Hobo Corporation. <laughs> Hobo Corp. <laughs> uh, Let's put a pin in that one. Yeah, put a pin. <laughs> Boone, you, you want to make like a little psychology role yeah, or yeah. something like that? Something in that nature just to check oh, on if you can. I, I might have that. Uh, While you're looking, I, I just, I, I, as, a, as a listener to this story, Boone has examined Rutherford and found no bullet wound behind the hole in the shirt. Correct. Is that, is that, okay. And, and just to clarify, even in his death, you're trying to blame Bellow. I just, can it's, I? It's probably okay. his fault. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'm one away. I'm going to burn a uh, a luck to um, make the roll with a regular success. Sure. Uh, there's something off with Rutherford's denial of the, the science and the logic. He's such a logical person and yeah. always kind of in pursuit of the truth. His brush off of this entirely uh, it leads you to believe that he certainly knows more about this bullet hole in his shirt. Mm. And that I, I think it would be pretty clear to you the way he's brushing it off uh, that that he knows what happened. OK, now, uh, I forget, was I there when Richard came in and he was like a changed person? When Richard came in and he was a chief. remember after he'd been abducted, he came in and everyone was oh. saying he's not acting like Richard. He used oh, because I... hmm. I'm convinced that anyone's head could explode at any moment. So I'd be looking for, you know, some sort of correlation there. I don't think he was awake before you left. I'm trying to remember when you left. You took my car. I think it was after they were patching me up. Oh, yeah, you're right. I came back. His head was already exploded. So, yeah, I wasn't privy to that. I was just told after the fact that that's what had happened. Okay. Hmm. Okay, well, I'm just I'm not going to act on it. I'm just going to keep that in my back pocket. I don't want to press him on it. Okay. And, and yeah. So, so, so I, I, uh, I 
I said, I'll, I'll try to sit up. And I said, Mr. Booten, um, help me, me sit up straight, straight in, in, in the couch, please. And, and so I, I, I push myself up. Do I feel healthy enough and strong enough after this? Yeah, you just had like sudden, you just had like sudden pains in your head. So do uh, do I feel good enough? Like, for instance, after the the incident at the house with all the shooting and the killing, where I felt good, I felt healthy, you know. Yeah, you. I I mean, you like as soon as the pain, it's just like sudden sporadic pain, and as soon as it passes, you're okay again. So you don't have this happen to your body in real life. Like this yeah, is thing absolutely. That <clears throat> absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've oh, had pains in my head that I thought, oh shit, this is bad, and then it just goes away. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. just like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, coupled with everything else, so so Rutherford sits up and he says, "Mr. Mr. Boone," and he unbuttons his shirt. He unbuttons from the bottom and and three quarters of the way up, and then he he pulls it pulls it apart. And he says, "Mr. Boone," and he says, "Can can you see anything different with the skin right here?" And I and I point to where. Um, well, I said, I said, Mr. Boone, I, I, I was, I was shot, but there doesn't seem to be a bullet hole here, and, and <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take another good look, but it just confirms uh, what I already saw. So does this, uh, is it the skin any d- different? Like, does it like, a, like, is there a scar or? Oh yeah, is there a sign that there was a hole, but it like healed over? That's what, yeah. That's what Rutherford's asking. Yeah, there's, there's no visible scar. Wow. Because, and I, and I look at hmm. Mr. Boone, and I look him directly. You know what? Well, let, let's go back on that. Okay. Let's leave this up to the dice. Give me a spot hidden there, Boone. Uh, this is a retcon. Yeah, very that, quick that is. It's a uh, hard success. Okay. Yeah. The there's definitely kind of a malformation or reformation in the skin there where uh, there's almost a divot. Uh, the flesh mm. is fully healed over and there, but there's a definite, uh, what, what would that be? Impression? The indentation. Indentation. That's the word I need. Thank you. <laughs> I'm here for that you. Ha- that happened to me when, uh, you know how sometimes you uh, with nylon rope, you melt the end of it to mm-hmm. keep it from fraying. Yep. I did it with the lighter it burst into flames and like an idiot, I decided to shake it out. Ooh, and shit. Molten flew uh, off. Yep. Went up on my hands. I rinsed it underwater, picked them out. And for years, there were little craters Jesus. where it had. Uh, so I imagined something like yeah. that with a hot. Perfect description. Yeah. Perfect description. So this is there's a, a little crater. There's a little crater. There's definitely something there, but it's not what I would expect from. You know, a bullet wound, not even a bullet wound that it healed. It's almost like someone took a hot poker, just kissed it up against your skin. And and like uh, the the bullet hit and it, I'm being silly now, the bullet hit and it bounced off you or something. So, Mr. Mr. Boop Boone, you're getting to the point where where I am. It it doesn't make sense. I I know I was shot in that room, but then... It didn't seem as if I was, so I, I was accepting that. But now you've even seen something which I, I didn't, and so the only explanation is that perhaps the bullet had lost enough velocity that it didn't make as much of a wound as expected. But where did all? The- uh, did you get maybe? Well, yeah, maybe you got hit by a ricochet. 
that that's what what I was thinking. And there was so many bullets in the room and sh shooting. It could have easily been a fragment broken off of something that else that wasn't perhaps even a, a bullet, but maybe a shard of something. I I can only think that there there's no plausible explanation for being shot and healed this quickly. So so it must be something else. That's that's where my my, my scientific brain has taken me. Well, I, I agree. That's the closest we could come to a logical explanation. But remember, we've seen a lot of strange goings on here. Plus, and I have a lot of strange things I've encountered in my life up to this point. So I know you don't cotton to this kind of thing, but I wouldn't rule out some sort of supernatural phenomena. Well, considering what, what happened to our, 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 our friend Richard and what was going on in inside of him the, the those pieces of strange biological aspects that look like kelp going into his 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 cranium that made no sense there's some cu curious things going on and i i, I once again I, I think a lot of this is re related to the facility and and these agents and the the whole goings on around there and perhaps even some of the, the testing they're doing with with nuclear science at Los Alamos that that's what they're doing they're harnessing the power of of the sun and, and shouldn't be doing so it's it's wrong and terrible things could be coming from that that we, we don't even know about it could be mutating things I, I don't know it, it makes no sense to me but it has to be stopped terrible, well, if terrible. you if you start feeling strange don't keep it to yourself let me know Maybe uh, we can keep what happened from Mr. Richard from happening to you. And then, so Rutherford pauses at that because he hasn't really thought about that. Like his own, his own demise wasn't even, you know, in his, you know, he doesn't feel good, but he's like, and so he'll, he'll take a minute there. And then he goes, and then he says, Mr. Boone, I, I appreciate that. I, I I wasn't I wasn't thinking along the, those lines at all. I was just thinking about the, the people and the things around me. Um, th th that is very 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 kind of you. Well, I'll keep an eye on you. Uh, you know, we're traveling companions, and that uh, that means something to me. It means something in the the whole world. Now, can I propose an experiment? This just popped into my head. Uh, could you take another drink of that liquor? I wonder if the liquor was somehow a trigger for for what hurt your head. Do, do, you, do, you, do you think she, she put anything in no, it? No, not necessarily that she put anything in it, but maybe just, you don't strike me as a, and I see the keeper smiling a little bit there, so maybe I'm but, barking down the right trail, but maybe the alcohol itself was... Uh, Rutherford, uh, I mean, uh, Mr. Boone, you're you're a born scientist. We we should get to the bottom of this. I I agree, and I will be part of this experiment. Yes, uh, go go. If you can go grab that glass, I I will uh, I will wait right here on the couch. Okay, I go grab the glass and hand it to him. Because uh, what is it like? Uh, repetition is the foundation of science or i don't know something like that there's something about hobgoblins in there but we'll we'll ignore those and just take a drink and do the same thing over and over again it may lead to madness 
and and Rutherford chuckles and and takes a a, a drink of uh, the gin and tonic. Okay, give me another con roll. Here we go. A hundred and fifty. I'll roll. A very middling roll. That is a. This is my. This is my constitution. Oh yeah. I made it. I made it by six points. Oh, I wanted you but, not to make it. It's just a regular success. <sighs> regular success. Okay. Uh, so y- y'all are sitting conversing for a couple more minutes after the sip, and um, I again, I, Rutherford has these tremendous pains that just ring out in his head. They're quick and sharp. Uh, it feels like things are popping inside his head. Oh my so, god! And- Dude, I know what it is. Voldemort's torturing this- someone. What? Voldemort's torturing someone. <laughs> so Rutherford. But what I think it is as a player is that he's got that same thing in him, and that entity doesn't like alcohol. Doesn't like alcohol. Hmm. So Rutherford is kind of a weird thing, because I know reading, having read, you know. Uh, going on an aside the the history of uh, Richard Feynman the physicist he actually played with lucid dreams and you know in a scientific way he taught himself how to do lucid dreaming and control them so Rutherford's intrigued in that and that and this this pain and these visions he's been having and so he tries with, with the when this pain is happening in his head he wants to see if he can re- recollect any visions if that's possible make a pal roll Got it. Okay. Whoa. 13. That is a, an extreme success. All right, then. So a, as you kind of go through it with this scientific mind, after you take the second drink during those explosions in your head, uh, it's like the, it, you're able to kind of focus in on the pain. And as you focus in on the pain, you realize the explosions are brilliant blasts of hundreds of memories, but they're not your memories. And so it's almost like they're flooding your mind instantaneously with childbirth, things dying, being chased as an animal, being hunted down, some sublime things too, like water falls uh as well as kind of lightning strikes but the problem is they're all coming at you at once hundreds of them so the Um, quick question is then these memories are they dissociated in in that they are coming from obvious different sources like one's an animal one's a human one like different people or does it seem like they have are from a coherent story is it like could be from the same chapter in someone's life no, they're they're all over the place, and in fact, in in one of them, you feel uh, you're the you're the mouse being attacked by the scorpion, uh-huh. and in another one, you're a lion pouncing on an antelope. Uh, so it's just this whole, but right, you're not There's able a magnified to magnified version uh, of uh, the de- being behind the billboard in the desert when it was the super connected thing. Is there Correct. any chance that one of the memories is uh, Richard? Oh. Huh. You know what? Make a luck roll on that. That's kind of fun. Wow. Huh. I kind of like that. Should just probably go with it. Oh, burnt some luck, but I got it. Just barely. Okay. And 
you can't burn luck on a luck roll. No, no, I'm not, not I'm burning it. I, the luck that I had burned. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. cool. and now, I was like, how do you burn luck to make? Okay. So um, the as the pain started, the, there were these kind of three brilliant bursts, and each one of them was so loaded with imagery, you're not really able to parse it. Uh, you, you almost parse it into feelings over visions. And in that last kind of final burst, uh, you're having this residual feeling and uh, it's very clear that you're sitting on a bed and you're looking at yourself. And as you're looking at yourself, you're you're talking to you and it looks like you're trying to comfort yourself in this vision. And all of a sudden you realize in that moment that you're sitting on Richard's bed talking to you. Are you with me there? I'm yep. sending you, I'm sending you a little message. Just yep, to, I, okay. I know what, I know what you're painting the picture. You're yeah, painting. yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Go for it. Of course. And then, and so I have to remember his accents and I, I, I looked at, I look at Mr. Boone and I just quickly say, this is very quick. That that is, uh, Mr. Rutherford. Mr. Rutherford, are you are you feeling okay? This is your good friend Richard. And then he sh Rutherford shakes his head and looks at Mr. Boone and goes, eh, "There, there, there's, there's so, so many things that just w went through my head, like like a like a a a, a, a dam bursting." And wow, all that from a couple of shots of gin. <laughs> well. Just uh, I, I'm going to just to be the control here in the experiment. I'm going to take a sip of it and see if anything happens to me. Oh, uh oh, you have to make a con roll <laughs> now. Boone. Boone, what normally happens when you drink? Yeah, that's yeah. that's Knock the me. Issue. That's the I, issue. Oh, my oh, God. No. That's <laughs> I the blame issue. science. Yeah. Damn you, science. Uh, there's always a good reason. Oh, there's always a good reason. Oh, gosh, in heaven. Let's see. What oh, kind of roll was it? Uh, constitution roll. Uh, <laughs> nope, I did not make it. I have a pretty good <gasps> constitution. Okay. Uh, as you. As you take that sip of gin, uh -oh. all those warm <laughs> feelings rush over you, Boone, and you start to, even in that quick moment, you know it's going to feel good to just take another sip and another sip and mm -hmm. another sip. And before you know it, as you're sitting there in the name of science, you drink the whole glass of gin and... You keep going back to the counter and you're refilling that glass over and over as this conversation continues. Okay. Does, get, uh, Rutherford's a little self-absorbed, but can he, uh, does he know? So, yeah, what were you saying before I interrupted you, uh, Mr. Rutherford? <laughs> and, uh, and, and Rutherford had been sitting there just con contemplating contemplating these visions and try, trying to put them. He would even had a he would have even had his eyes closed, and and uh, opens them back up, and, and he says, and he says, oh, Mr. Boone, I heard quite quite a few glasses clinking. You know, uh, the the lady of the house must be out and having another drink with you. Uh, no, I was just you know replicating the experiment just to be safe. 
And uh, I'm like, oh, I, 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 I see. And, and did, did, did the drinking of the, the beverage affect, affect you at all? Uh, no, it didn't make my head uh, hurt. If anything, it made it feel better. Huh. And I said, that's m- most, most curious. And I was like, well, well, we shouldn't, we shouldn't part- partake of too many beverages here. We have work, work to do and, uh, and de- dead agents in the trunk of a car that we need to get rid of later. <laughs> All right. Well, we also have uh, a startled woman and a child here that we... In, in, indeed, Mr. Baboon. So Rutherford composes himself, buttons his shirt back up, and uh, looks at Mr. Boone and says, "Mr. Boone, let, let's let's t- tend to the the people here and ask them if we can stay until sundown at least, and then we will will take the car up into into the uh, out into the the outskirts of to town and and do what we have to do." Okay, you do that. I'm going to stay here and dispose of this uh, bottle. And I said, oh, um, does Rutherford notice anything? Like, yeah, he... yeah. At this point, uh, Boone's starting to slur a bit, and it, he seems. Hey, I can hold my liquor. Don't make me slur after <laughs> a couple of shots of gin. Okay. Once so I may... polish off this bottle, that might be different. Maybe then he's just getting a little bit of an edge about it. And I said, I know. Yeah, I'm, getting, I'm obviously getting a little defensive. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Rutherford will just say, I said, Mr. Baboon, and we, we, we need to keep our, our, our senses about us. Perhaps not, not a whole bottle. And then you just, you know, how about a half a bottle? I know. I was just going to get rid of it. <laughs> In case it's tainted, it could be tainted. That's, you know, that might be what was hurting your head. You know, like oh, oh, I see. We're gonna pour it down the the, the drain. Yeah, exactly. No. I'll join you in a, a few minutes. Uh, it's a bit, very well. A, a good, 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 good thinking. It it could be. Yeah. It could. It yeah. could. Uh, also, there are some dishes in here. I figure I'll clean those up just to be nice. <laughs> and so right. Rutherford heads towards the uh, the 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 bedroom where the uh, the woman and the daughter are to talk to them. Okay, and so uh, we'll cut from that scene as uh, Boone, uh, are you just sitting on the couch there filling your glass? Is that what you're doing? Uh, no, I'm uh, actually doing the dishes and swigging straight out of the bottle. Oh, okay. Are, are you singing? I imagine Boone's singing. Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yep. All right. Oh, we got to do, uh, what's the song? The, uh, the, the Oh, melody. the buzzing of the bees and the cigarette trees and the soda water fountain. Nice. Something in the air and the bird's derriere on the big rock candy mountain. I have a hundred words are going to change as it goes along. <laughs> nice. So, so that song is kind of bleeding into the background, Rutherford, as you poke your head into the bathroom or into the bedroom and you see the woman um, consoling the, the child who appears to be upset and crying. We're going to cut from that scene and we'll go over to Sam Wagoneer's uh, <laughs> car, and with Franny in the back, uh, Cully asleep, and Joe. Uh, you're in boys' clothing now, correct? Your hair tucked up under the hat. Yep. 
and uh, you you you're kind of fully embracing your disguise. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And, and as so- we get closer and closer to Abiquiu, I become more and more visually anxious. Yeah, there's that. I'm also fidgeting. My knees are bouncing, and I keep looking around to see how close we are and. I'm just yeah. very on edge. Yeah, as your knees are fidgeting, you manage to catch a little bit of skin as you're kind of picking at your thumb and it it peels back into the quick there and um, it, you you pull at it and pick at it and you just keep kind of grinding away at that spot on your thumb. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I suppose... I would uh, notice this. Uh, Joe's, uh, as I look over, picking on her fingers, and I said, Joe, uh, it looks like you're a bit anxious there. Uh, you know what always calms my nerves <laughs> uh, when I have a moment of uh, trepidation? What's that? Do you like music, Joe? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, let me tell you here, I got Hank Williams' newest, and uh, I I like to just uh, croon just a little bit here. So let me see what I got here on the radio, and, uh, and uh, oh, oh, there we go. Yeah. Did you hear that lonesome whippoorwill? He sounds too blue to fly. Midnight train is winding low. I'm so lonesome I could cry. Oh my lord, it just gets me every time there, Joe. Mm-hmm. I mean, just and I that, gotta turn that, this off. That calms you down, it does. It does. It it it, 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 it it brings me back. It's very grounding. And uh reminds me of my mother, Rachel. It's uh it's a good song. Anyways. I don't have a radio. I don't. I don't get to listen to much music. You don't. Well. No. Well, we can. Uh, we can. Yeah. Do you have anything yet? Particularly. Do you think we're pretty close? I think we're pretty I, I close. Don't, I. I kind of recognize this, but. Oh, it's okay, Rachel. It's going to be just fine. I think. I think we're going to get there. And what? What? What's bothering you? I just um haven't been back in. Six years. Oh wow! I don't know what's what. I don't know if anyone's gonna know me. And I mean, and I, I mean I'm sure it's gonna be fine. It's I'm sure it's gonna be fine. Hmm. Just do you, what? What? What would they know you from there, Joe? Um, I just I think we might have talked about this earlier did, did sam and i no i wouldn't have talked about this with sam okay sorry that, not, that not at all hello. i can go back to hank williams if you'd like i'm happy to do that <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's, uh, that's fine. um no it um no uh it nothing really just just uh just wondering if anyone will remember me that's all remember you is that from like uh uh, you, you played around there as a, as a kid and, and now you're, you're, you're coming back or is this? Because well, uh... I lived there. I was born there. Yeah. 
And 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 remind me, why why'd you leave? Uh well, you know, I needed to go to a new place. You need, you need to make a sand roll. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, that's a failure. Oh, poor Joe. Uh, I'm only going to take two points from you. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's just fine. Totally fine. Everything's going to be fine. And do I do I notice this distress on Joe as as a, her, her, the veins on her temples? I'm sure are are whipping around there. Uh, I don't know about the veins on her temples, but uh, she's, I mean, she's giving you kind Knees of all these. Knees are bobbling. Other... Yeah. My fingers bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Joe, I, I, I think we need a, we need to think of something else. Uh, let's play, uh, let's play, uh, I, I spy with my little eye. Do you know that one? I play that one. I play that one with my boy Amos all the time. I used to play that with my parents too. Yeah. Well, uh, well, we can we can play it right now. Uh, what what do you spy there, Joe, with your little eyes? We're heading down the uh, interstate here. Uh, something red. Oh, something red. And let me see here. Uh, is it? Oh boy, uh, is it the sunset, Joe? Well, no, I think it's more. The sun's way up in the sky right now. There, that's a fair point. Is it is it is it the color of the truck? Well, I don't know what color your truck is. I also don't know why I'm speaking in your accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's contagious, isn't it? Oh no. man. It's like it's the new herald. That's right. <laughs> Yocker? Yaku was the one who took on people's accents, but Harold's was contagious for people. Oh, that—that's where that got started. I gotta say, Sam, your your accent has shifted this episode. (laughs) I think it's better. It is better, but the serial killer vibe coming off of him in the (laughs) car right now is pretty high. Like I just, yeah, it does have a minor creep factor. Yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable in the GM chair here. Oh, well, well, good. So, uh, Joe. What uh, is it? Is is it a billboard, Joe? Is it is it big and, and square? Um, no. I'll, and I'll, you, I'll and you are in character. I've never played Ice Five with my little eyes, so I'm just sort of improving. Uh, you got it. Yeah. Is this good? Is that's, this that's is good. You've you mastered the complex rules of Ice Five. <laughs> I just want to put out there that the billboard that you're pointing out to her that you're passing by is the one that Rutherford stopped at. Mm. earlier for the oh. uh, for the hair bomb so. i see i see as we're cruising by i said is it is it hair bomb joe no i can we pull over i think i just need some fresh air sure sure, sure. and i'll take a quick look in the rear view is there is there anybody behind us that i can see <sighs> uh there's there's well you can make a spot hidden i could make a spot hidden let's see here it's at 38 let me look at my spot hidden it's a success all right, and uh, yeah, as you pull over, there's a car behind you. But as you pull over to the side, it gets closer, and it it just passes on by. It's a it's a green model. Uh, nothing particular stands out. There's a couple in the front seat. Okay, okay. And I uh, so I pull over and uh, and I uh, say, all right, Joe, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just keep an eye here. I don't want you to stray too far. You can get a little bit of air though. 
Yeah. So I just hop out and just kind of like lean over kind of with my hands on my knees in that taking deep breaths. Mm -hmm. Do you want to make a con roll with that? And we'll see. No. Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, I rolled a four. All right. So you you got that narrative, then you go for it. Okay. Okay. I just, sorry. Okay. I just needed to pull myself together. Deep breaths help, you know? That's what my mom always used to say. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I'll, and, okay. I'll, and, I'll, and I'll mosey over to Joe and I have the first aid kit and I take a little bit of gauze out and I just start uh, uh, wrapping her thumb up. Oh, thanks. It's just, it's something I do when I'm a little nervous, I guess. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. You just, uh, okay. you don't want to pick on down to the bone there. You're going, you, you, uh, we need on, we need a little nubbins. Uh, you, you, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't be picking at that. I don't like the word nubbins. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. Oh, I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry. back in the truck. That sounds probably like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should go. I think I'm ready. That sounds, that sounds, that sounds good to me, Joe. So I'll... Uh, this, this episode's gonna take God. a lot of debriefing. Where's Franny? You were more starving, <laughs> Sam, when you were holding shotguns at people. <laughs> so I'll, and, I, and, as, and as we're getting back in, I'll, I'll check in on Franny. Uh, I'll kind of lift up the the burlap that we have over the back, and I'll say, "How you doing back here, dear?" Uh, I, I I think I, I'm feeling better. <laughs> could you could you use anything before we get back on the road? Can I, check, can I check your nubbin for you? <laughs> uh, uh, do, do you have some water up there? Some water would be very nice. It's very hot back here under this burlap. Uh, oh, it's an odd yeah, choice sure of material to, <laughs> yes. to put over someone in the desert. I, I know. I went burlap. <laughs> and so I... <laughs> so I'll, uh, uh, that was a callback to our improv class. Very well done. Uh, so I'll, 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 of course, right? I'll hand her a little bit of water, and uh, I'll go and I'll check, uh, make sure that, that uh, her, she's still tucked in, that her feet are up, and that her feet are covered. I don't want that flapping a flapping a jacket in, in the air. Uh, what? What now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sam! So good to have you with us. The, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. The 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 material around her feet. I don't want her feet exposed, flapping around. All right. See that that makes sense. That thing that you said before doesn't really make sense. And it's 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 almost alarming there, Sam. Uh, uh, so what's so, what's going on with Cully here? Uh there's so, this boy laying next to me. Sleeping what, hard. What's he doing? Yeah, so he's well he, he looks he looks passed out. Like an armadillo after a long night. I think we'll just uh, we'll let him we'll let him slumber. Um, uh, aren't armadillos? <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> I think they're nocturnal. We can get back in the car. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. We should we should if we're gonna do this, we gotta do it. The longer I put it off, the worse. <clears throat> it gets. That sounds fine. That sounds fine. Well, uh, so well, I hop back in the car 
and uh, uh, I'll take a look. And, and anybody come in immediately, it's safe for me to full pack out. No. <laughs> As in nobody's coming. All right. If nobody, if the road's clear, I, I'll pop back out on the road, signal appropriately, and uh, get on our way back to Attaque. I recognize this. We're really close now. And I, and I'm making sure I'm mindful of the speed limit there, Keep. I don't want to. I don't want to provoke any of the uh, local law, man. And sure, uh, baby. sure. Yep, and I and I guess we're are, are we are we getting into town? Are you in the 1940s equivalent of a white van with no windows? Like, can I just <laughs> ask that right now? Uh, There's uh, nothing. <laughs> it's it's just a, a standard pickup truck with burlap over the back. That's right, Joe. Just go ahead and open up the uh, the uh, the glove compartment. Why? Um, oh God. <laughs> Why, Sam? <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. Chris, what? Oh my God. I Chris, don't what? know why I find this so disturbing. Yeah, and Chris, on, what, on what was face, there's nothing wrong with what's going on. But what was um, that movie where, I don't know. where uh, the, the guy kidnapped and, and he had to go through all the phases of abduction to, to figure out what happened to his girlfriend? Do you remember that one? Nope. I'll have to look it up. It's an old French film. This is exactly what it feels like. It's just creepy like that. You mean irreversible? No. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. No. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) Anyways, I guess go to the glove compartment. (laughs) Don't watch it. I'm sorry to derail you. Okay. Okay. What's in here? And as you open it up, out falls out. It's a little little toy train. And I'll say, check in the back, Joe. There's some some candies there for you. Might, Might be able to occupy you on our way in. Oh, I'm not hungry. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. eat. I'm too tense. Just okay. gets creepy. Right. Something you can play with, then. That's fine. It's little little Amos is uh, choo choo. You, you know, you know, I'm 16. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> delivery was amazing. <laughs> and I just, and I just, I'll just close the glove compartment and just keep keep on driving. And uh, I suppose at this point, are we, are we, are we, can we uh, speed it up here? Uh, Not the car, uh, but uh, Franny would sort of look around in the back and see what is around her. If she is in fact feeling a little better, I I just made that up and went with it and you didn't correct me. So I'm I'm going with, I'm feeling a little better. Uh, So I want to look around and see if there's um, anything around me. Like through the burlap? Well, the burlap's above me, right? So that's like oh, the okay. ceiling. I'm I'm looking at what's in the okay. bed. Sorry, I'm I'm physically doing it. Um, I, <laughs> as if I'm Franny. I'm I'm looking in the bed of the truck. Um, to okay. see what is in my immediate surroundings, other than than Cully. Is there is there anything in this bed of the truck? Is, is there something you're hoping for? I don't know. I mean, are, are there like shovels or this you know is what, what you Franny tell- would know? Um, yeah, you tell me. What I you see. I know some things that that Sam has brought um, as a player, but Franny is curious about her surroundings. Is there anything in the bed of this truck that this farmer man had back here? You tell me what you see. Um, so, I mean, I, I would imagine that it's that it's relatively dirty. There's probably some tools. Um, and what I'm wondering from the keeper is what happened with all those firearms that Sam brought with him and dynamite. And dynamite. Uh, Where did that stuff end up? I would assume they'd have to be in the back with you. 
No, well, uh, Sam, you can say what's in your truck. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's, that it's my, better. Thank you. It's my goddamn <laughs> truck. So, uh, uh, so no are you going to keep the firearms and dynamite with the anxious girl in the front, or with the wounded woman in the back? No, the sleeping little child behind me. Behind you? They didn't have There's crew no behind you back in the forties. Yeah, we're no, behind we'll you. Cut. Yeah, cu- he means Cully laying in the bed behind you. It, oh, okay. Right next to Franny. Yeah. Yes. But there's also a, a mat. <laughs> there's the mattress we have back there, right? So you, so you sure. get the mattress, you're on top of that. So yeah, on the side, there'd be, there'd be, there'd definitely be some weapons. I mean, I haven't put them all back there, but I did take the large box. And as you look at the large box, it's got uh, two metal latches on it. And it's sort of an old military kind of green metal uh, with a bit of a lid on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the um, uh, crap, the, the ammunition boxes. Yep. Right. Yeah, okay. Do you open it? Um, well, I would examine the weapons first um, rather than the scary metal box. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and there's some farm equipment. There's a pick. There's a shovel there on the side. There's even a small bag of fertilizer that I think I probably forgot was in there. Uh, it's probably about it. Okay. But there's you said there's no weapons here? Or is it just the box? Oh, no, no. Inside the box, there are weapons. I have I have my handgun and my, my okay. rifle up with me. And you probably um, have a you probably have a gun rack for you could keep guns in your back window. That probably makes some yeah, sense. That'd be pretty standard. Yep. So right. you put the I'll, I'll rifle open, I'll and look the handgun in the cab and you put the rest uh, in the back. Uh well, I probably misspoke. I probably have the I probably have the shotgun and the handgun with me. And in the box, you would open it up and you would find there's a bolt action rifle. Uh, and well, that's then you a would big. Find... Bo- that's not an ammunition box. The ammunition boxes are like uh, no, I didn't like say ammunition inches. box. No, I meant I meant like it's a long box. Uh, okay. And so you have that, and then there's also at the bottom of that, there's a Browning uh, automatic rifle. Woo! So it's two long guns in the yep. box. Okay. Yep. Um, are they loaded? Is there ammunition in there? There's ammunition. They're not loaded. Okay. Yeah. That they're they're going to be loaded. Right. <laughs> That's Franny. So you're loading the guns in the yes. back of the truck. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, load, I, I will pick one. Um, okay. You know. Whichever one just, looks most familiar. Just so the group's aware, machine guns are their own separate firearms check. So unless you are proficient or have skills in fi- uh, machine guns, uh, uh, that is a separate weapon. Uh, so I, the, I was going to say the yeah. bolt action rifle I'll give you, but the, yeah. the browning you would probably, you would, you'd have to roll for that one. Yep. So Makes okay. sense. that's why I said whichever one I'd be most familiar with. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, as we cut away from the scene of, uh, Joe, did you end up eating some candy there? Didn't. Are you playing with the okay. the truck or the train? Yeah. So uh, Joe's Joe's knees shaking at, and uh, her bandaged thumb as Sam kind of rambles on about uh, his love of Hank Williams and singing some tunes occasionally and trying to comfort her with offers of candy. We get kind of this pan back shot of Franny under the burlap with a sleeping Cully by her side, uh, opening the bolt of a rifle and filling the chamber with a, a, a large shell. And we'll take a break. All right. Sounds good. We will take five or 10 minutes and see everyone on the other side. We are back from break. Michael, back to you.
Okay. Uh, let's see. Rutherford, uh, you had just walked in and she's comforting this child and uh, she she looks over her shoulder at you as you come into the room. And I say, ma'am, I, I, I must apologize in all the, the hubbub. I, I I never, I never caught your name, and, and Richard has, and Richard never talked talked about you. I, I don't know how to address you. Oh, uh, you can call me Carly. Well, well, Carly, thank, thank you for for sharing that. And and my full full name is R- Rutherford Finger, and I, I believe you you knew that. And I apologize. And 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 your daughter, her her name, so so we know for next week. Uh. <laughs> Uh, this this is Stephanie. Got it. <laughs> well, well played, well played. And Mister Baboon is in, in the kitchen, be, being uh, being uh, kind and, and wa- washing the, the, the dishes that were were in there. He's a, he's a co- co- a very kind soul. He he was helping me out in my my distress a few moments ago after having that that drink. And I, I, I see you were in a, in a, was, a different... was there something wrong with your drink? He said, I, I, I had a most cur- curious thing happen where I had uh, some pains in my head and, and, and almost as if, you know, flashing and throbbing. And, oh, and, and, oh, no, I, I hope it wasn't anything wrong with the liquor. The, the, the bottle was fresh. And she goes, I, I and he, uh, ma'am, Carly, um, I, I could only attribute it to my being de- dehydrated and, and tired and, and under great, great duress over the past several days and, and my distress at l- losing Richard and I, I yours is, is gr- greater than mine, I do believe. And, well, uh, well I, he talked about you constantly. You, you're, you have a place here to stay. You're welcome to stay here until you feel a little better. You, you are incred- incredibly kind. I, I will just use the couch in, in the front. And Mr. Boone is being very kindly uh, in the kitchen and, and, and cleaning up all the bottles of liquor. Um, so um, I, I say, ma'am, and we, we, we don't need to stay long. And perhaps this evening we could be on our way. We just have some things to uh, understand more about Richard and why these people may have been following him. And I, I have to ask you, if you, I know your, your daughter's here, if you have a moment where we can t- talk on our own, I'd like to ask you a f- few, few questions, if you know any of the answers, because we both are on the same path, looking for the truth of why our, our dear friend and, and I believe your, your uh, Perhaps I don't know if you were. Is she wearing a wedding band? Uh, no, she's not. Oh, and I said, mm-hmm. and whatever whatever connection you had with Richard, it seems very very important. We are on the same path to find the truth and why these w- wicked people have done such a thing. And um, she. She takes her hands and she just kind of rubs the the girl's shoulders and kind of pats her on the back and rubs her and she nods at you and uh, walks into the hall. As, as she walks into the hall, of course, uh, Big Rock Candy Mountain is kind of <laughs> hoarsely flowing through the halls. 
Oh man. And so Rutherford has two things he needs to do. And the first he he says, I, I, I don't know if this, this will help and if if at all, but I I'm just curious. It's the one of the only leads I have. And he produces, pulls from a pocket the uh, the photograph of the man with the scarred face. And he shows it to her and he says, this, this, this is the man. I, I don't know if I showed it to her last week. Um, I said, this is the, the man who, uh, who per- perpetrated the, the abduction of, of your husband and uh, is responsible for the, 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 the deaths of Mr. Mr. Poulet, our friend, and uh, is a da- dangerous man. Have you ever seen this face? And, and she looks at you funny and she says, why do you say Richard was my husband? Or did I say husband? You did. You did. Oh, and I said, oh, it it just just seems that that could could be, and to per, maybe not husband, but it seems you are in per, you were perhaps in re- relation with him. Per, maybe, maybe not. Um, and, and he said, with, with the f- photographs on the wall, and they seem to all be. In, of the style that Richard would have taken of these trips and such. And the fact that he, he, he came to this house, uh, I, I made, perhaps I just made an assumption. That's, that's not correct. I, I, I wasn't, she, wasn't. she, she cracks a slight grin at you. And she, she says, you mean my brother? <laughs> and and Ru- Rutherford grabs the wall. I kind of, that, would, that would kind of knock him for a loop. And he, and he's like, Oh, Oh my God goodness he and i and all the years did he did richard mention family no so my family was a secret yeah wow so this is interesting so rutherford grabs the wall and goes this is incredible i I, i've known him since college days and he never mentioned family or a sibling ever this is outrageously odd I don't understand how this could happen. And Rutherford, he's very taken aback by this. He says, sister, and I've never seen a photograph at any in his... And she just, she interrupts you. And she says, could you help me with the bed? And so Rutherford collects himself and says, certainly. And so she needs help making the bed or moving a bed? No, she wants to, uh, and so she motions for you. She wants to push it, is what she wants to do. And um, and as you're looking at the ground, uh, uh, you you notice that there's little grooves where the bedposts have like uh, worn in one direction. And um, so you get she she basically shifts the conversation and gets you. You're intrigued by this. Uh, do you want to roll, or do you think you'd pursue the conversation? Oh, Rutherford would absolutely be a, a, a completely a derailed by a shiny thing like, like okay. a hidden door. <laughs> yeah. In, in a- so, uh, so then you, y'all start pushing the bed, and you, you push it a good uh, two and a half, three feet, and. As you do, um, she gets down on the ground and there's a little rug under the bed. Uh, one of those, yeah, you know, those 
rugs that have that kind of spiral that they look like they've been made out of like one long knotted rope that Mm -hmm. yeah they spiral together and then they stitch it Mm -hmm. uh there's one of those and she rolls it up and pushes it aside and underneath is the door to a safe and uh she looks at you and she says since you found the house i assume you have the key the key of course i i wait there was the key that opened the glove box was there another key? Oh, crap. Old guys try to remember things. There was definitely there there was a key. And was it, it was it in the baseboard? Yeah, it was Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's and so that was with the things that Cully had put together. Yeah. Okay. So who has the key? That's the question. I was Franny uh, has the key. Hello, L. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so this this is so perfect. the players right? with the player with the worst memory has the character with the key. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the the no, but it works really well. So Rutherford, you stand there in amazement, right? Your mind's probably going a hundred miles an hour about what's possibly in this safe, and you start patting yourself. You pat your pockets. And you have this moment of realization <laughs> on your face where you're like, oh. But that's okay. Brandy has the key. Rutherford picked a pretty good locksmithing ability. I don't know why I did, but I did. I threw a whole bunch of points into locksmithing and uh-huh. lockpicking. You know, so and, he- and how's your MacGyver skill right above that? You're going to use like a paper clip and a screwdriver and some bubble gum? So that's the thing. So, uh, yeah, I was going to say he will have to look for some tools. I was wondering if, because with his mechanical ability, which is really good, and his locksmithing ability is pretty good, I was wondering if he could maybe come up with something. What does Cheryl feel about that? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Carly, sorry. Yeah, yeah, step aside, Carly. I'm going to pick this. Well, well, I was going to say, this would be Rutherford. And Rutherford looks at it and goes, I, 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 I do. One of my compatriots has has a key, I, and I hope that they can make it here. We were hoping that someone, this fellow named Sam, would bring bring them here. But and Rutherford, you know, once again being an egghead, he's kind of confident in that area, kind of a jerk, I suppose. Maybe he says, "I, I may have, may have the ability to op- open this." And well, just to go back, I picked up because Richard Feynman used to do that in Los Alamos. He used to pick locks and he used to take out top secret files and leave them on desks of generals. And they would come in and they would find their top secret files on their yeah. desks because yeah. he would pick all the locks in Los Alamos. So that's how I was modeling it on kind of like Oh, that. okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, but it's not a combination lock. That's okay. Okay. Uh, he was... Uh, oh, it's a side story. Okay. Uh, all right. I think that I I think yeah you would have to make I you would have to make an extreme lock picking in order to find something that would substitute here. But I'll I'll give you the shot at it. Okay, we'll give it a shot. Why not, right? And a thirty isn't quite there. Yeah, but it's not and, a ninety. Yeah, and so she just looks at you and she says, "I believe that you're Rutherford." But I'm not going to let you pick this lock. 
the person who opens that has a key. And he goes, well, well I, I hope, hope our friend uh, Fran, Franny gets here because she, she had the, the key that we found at the house in Los Alamos. And then, so we'll cut, as you say that, we'll cut over to Franny uh, holding this bolt action rifle uh, with her uh, kind of bloodied abdomen. It's not bleeding anymore, but it's it's definitely bloodied, uh, leaking through her shirt a little bit with a very frantic Joe in the front seat and a very rick sam in the front seat (laughs) can joe see the handgun sure it's been riding next to him on the seat the whole way or in a holster i don't know sam where where's your handgun is it holstered or is Uh, it on the seat a handgun would be holstered the rice the the shotgun would be probably on the 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 bond back so you were you wearing it all day? Yeah, when I mean, he, did you just pick first, it up from the house? No, when he first walked in, he mm-hmm. said he had a handgun yeah. and uh, a shotgun. So he was presumably had it bolstered. Yeah, those. Um, Sam, what else do I see in the cab? Uh, what else do you see in this cab itself? The cab that, that I'm in. Yeah, it's the cab of your truck. Where uh you where uh you would see like a farmer's almanac, uh and you would see some other uh sort of magazines on uh, maybe the military. Uh, there's probably a say a, a Sears catalog from the missus. Uh, and uh, let me think what else you would find in that car. You'd find sort of a pack of bub- bubble gum, I'm sure, and uh, probably a pack of cigarettes. Uh, imagine Sam's a smoker, uh, coming out of the, the, the war that time of day. Uh, time of time, time, time of the time of the world, and uh, <laughs> did you break? Pro- uh, yeah, Are uh, you probably. skipping? You would also find, uh, I would say, hanging from the a rearview mirror is uh, is what would have been the, like a the the chain, not a chain, but like a not a, even a rosary, but like a bead for for like a cross, but the cross is missing. Okay. Are there any? So then, just a chain. The... Yeah, but it would look like something was attached to it that sort of broke. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. Like frayed, small bits of whatever would be at the end of that. Metal. Edge. <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's just well, a how little. Would, how would you know it was a cross? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. I'm saying it's right, but it looked like something would be hanging oh, that, okay. that that would have have had something attached to it. Um, and then I would actually say his his uh his his dog tags would be up there. I would say his uh, that that would make sense as well. Anything you want to get a kitchen sink on the floor, some scrub brushes. Well, now that you mention it, were that, there that, any matches with the cigarettes? Oh yes. Okay. I'd like uh, to try to pocket them. Joe's gonna burn stuff again. Oh, no. Make, no. make a stealth roll, Joe. <laughs> Okay. Hope you weren't too attached to that truck. <laughs> uh, that 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 should be a success. I just want to uh, see how good of a success. Uh, oh, it's a hard success. Okay, then I won't let I won't let him roll for that. If you made it on a hard success, I just rolled my spot hidden. Unbelievable. All right. <laughs> Did you get a hard success? You're driving. I got 
I got a 27, and I was going to burn luck to get it down to a hard success. No, you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, you can burn the luck. Go ahead. Burn no, the it's luck. Fine. no, it's fine. It's fine. I don't notice it. I'll notice it when I'm looking for my, 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 my smokes. Uh, that's fine. Oh. That's fine. You're, okay, I thought uh, I had a light here somewhere. Exactly. So uh, you can uh, you can do that. And as you're doing that, I guess I'm distracted by the radio, at which point uh, I go, you know, what? I, I got another one here from old Sam. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't Christ. know if you know this one, but uh, now you're looking at a man that's getting kind of mad. I had a lot of luck, but it's been all bad. No matter how I struggle and strive, I'll never get out of this world alive. That's probably uh, too much on the on the nose. That That's one. really dark. Yeah, that is a little bit dark. Let me turn that one off. That's probably too. I don't that... think right now I want to listen to that. I think we're I think we're in town. I think yeah. we... <laughs> I think you're right, Joe. I think you're I into the, the driveway. Oh my Oof. gosh! It was almost like there was no rhythm in that music. <laughs> Uh, listen, uh, just my choices was that or hey, good looking, and I felt that one would probably be a little too too much uh, in the car. So, uh, so we pull into the uh, town. No, and... you pull into the driveway. Into the driveway. You pull into <laughs> Thank the you. driveway. Thank you, you know, keeper. I didn't even I didn't know that this street was here, but we just drove past. Uh, we just drove past a street that my parents used to visit friends on. I've been in this part of town before. You should, uh, should, do we drive past their house or can we take that road keeper or we're just going straight? It, to it the... was just a, like I passed wonderful the street sounds... going off. We didn't drive past their house. Okay. Oh, well, well fascinating. Joe. Maybe we can stop by and see if uh, any of your uh, former uh, neighbors are, are still in these uh, parts. I'm sure that you'd um, uh, love to that, see them. No, that's not necessary. I think we should really, we should get inside us. We should get inside. Oh, all right. And I check kind of the I double check the address. And as I'm looking around now, there was a garage uh, that they that they parked in. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah, there's a garage uh, right up ahead. Uh, is there, is there more than one space or is it just the one? one Make one? a luck roll, but I, I'm a, I'm going to. I got a six. Well, then I guess it's a two car garage. It might be the only two car garage <laughs> in but, 1942. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, maybe it's long. We'll say that it's really long. Okay. And uh, they pulled all the way up to the front of it. All right. And I, so I'll pull in, but I'll back in. No, oh, oh, okay. All right. So I can do that like wonderful Hollywood exit where I, where I blast right through the garage door and peel my way out. <laughs> Oh, okay. So we Some pulled in. We pulled in and left space. Yes, the being that they were going to be following us. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. So we'll hop on out, and uh, and I I come around the back, and I see Franny there. I take it off and say, uh, and, and, I, and Franny's I, pointing the gun at you. It's a miss. Oh, all right, miss. It, I, it, when she sees it, it's you. She slowly puts it down. Miss, I just drove you. All the way here to Abiquiu. I think at this point you can trust uh, that Sam Wagoneer. You know where I live, uh, ma'am. Just, just please hand over the rifle. Uh, no, I, I think I'm going to hang on to this because I don't know what's going on in that that house over there. I'm not terribly worried about you. 
right now. But uh, what I am worried about is what's going on in this house here. You have? Did you have an? Uh, did, you have, did you? Did you? Did you load it? Of course, of course, I did. Would you? you let have, me ask you a question. If it was a man holding this gun, would you ask him if he loaded it? Yeah, that's proper firearm safety, miss. I don't know if you were in the military or have uh, any firearm training. Now, but, uh, that is not safe to be riding in the back of a vehicle with a loaded firearm. That's just reckless. It, with and, a small child next to you, please. Uh, for, first of all, he's, he's, he's six. He's fifteen. <laughs> I'm not. You have a child. Don't you know what small children are? <laughs> Sam, did you he's, just mansplain firearms? Yeah, exactly. Because that's what I heard. That's, that's exactly that's what I heard, what too. I heard. Okay. Uh, and that in the military, you uh, never load your weapon. Right. Yeah, it's if you're just, in a vehicle. Right, yeah. If you're in a vehicle, you unload that uh, if there's If you're, sus- if you're uh, suspecting a dangerous situation, you just leave that shit unloaded because it might go off <laughs> randomly. They, they, they stormed D-Day and then loaded once they got on. Exactly. <laughs> that was the exactly. exactly. <laughs> on the beach, they're there. <laughs> Uh, are there any windows in the garage uh sure there's one off to this uh if let's see if he backed in there's one on the passenger side of the car but it's further back towards the bed of the truck where franny is well they're Working out their gun issues, <laughs> I'm gonna peer out the window just at the bottom. Okay, and you're you're essentially looking out into the neighbor's yard, the neighbor's backyard. Okay. What time of day is it now? I'd I'd say it's about three o'clock, three thirty. Does that sound about right to y'all? Somewhere Probably. in the three to yeah. four region. Sure. Is there anyone in early. the neighbor's backyard? Uh. You could make a make a make some kind of roll. Under fifty, yes. Over fifty, no. Eighty-seven. So no, there's nobody in the backyard. Okay. All right, Franny's going to start getting up, and it, you know some sort of fabric. Uh, Maybe it's the burlap, or if there's a sheet, um, I, I want to drape that over my shoulder. And sort of cover the the rifle so that it's not obvious that there's a, a bloody woman carrying a rifle. So I want to sort of you know just drape myself. This is if I'm sort of carrying it. Um, you know, did we have I, crutches for you by the way when we left? I don't think so. No. Uh, since Rick accidentally shot one of your characters, would you like the chance to accidentally shoot one of his characters? I'm just asking. I don't know. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> would no. be pretty great. Um, no, but it, so that wouldn't go well after the mansplaining of the safety thing, because that would yeah. then make him right. So, no. Yes. Thank you. Uh, so, <laughs> or, so I, or it would make him really wrong for mansplaining. That's true. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I'll say, Oops, I'll say, it slipped. I say, uh, I say, uh, Miss, Miss Franny, uh, would you, would you, would you prefer a handgun instead? That might be easier for you. Did, did you really just say that? <laughs> I've got this. Oh uh, I got this dainty little pink this, damage this, uh, yeah. that you might prefer. It's pink. The ladies love it. <laughs> no, I, th- to be fair, you are like bloodied and weak. I don't know how well you can lift and aim a rifle versus a handgun. I presume it's going to be lighter and easier to fire and aim. That's that's. Rick, you're gonna get from. shot. You're about to get shot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have one? Is that what you're saying? Are you offering me a handgun? I said I. I it do, would be I better think. at close range. Well, thank you. I'm glad we all recognize that this was not another misogynistic uh, 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 way late. No, I did. Uh, I did not 
realize that. I'm just trying to play it off so so, so as to relieve <laughs> the tension between us because it's getting it sounds, too much. Franny yeah, really just great. wants to shoot you, and uh, I'm trying to ignore it. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, so I'll I'll uh, I'll hand her the handgun, but I I I'll, I'll leave like one uh, chambered, and then I'll I'll have the I'll slip the uh, the, uh, the the magazine uh, out. Well, and notice that there's no do, magazine. Yeah, you you took out the magazine. I'll just hand it back and keep the rifle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. Now now that we played this little dance, let's go into the house. Oh, fine. And uh, so we'll, we'll we'll head on in, and uh, I guess I'll I'll carry Cully. I'll be carrying him. Okay. And uh, so we'll knock on the door. Um, I, wait, as you get up to the door, yeah, you hear on the other side Boone singing. Do I recognize as Boone? I mean, I've I've known him for all of maybe an hour. Oh, you know, gravelly, oh. gravelly voice. That, that's true. You hear a gravelly voice singing Big Rock Candy Mountain on the other side of the door. And I, I get so excited because I'm like, is that Hank Williams? And I'll, uh, and I'll I'm, I'm, I'm joking. And I'll, uh, and I'll use sort of Cully's feet to sort of knock on the door. Careful with him. Hey. Uh, do Joe or Franny recognize the voices, Boone? Uh, make a listen roll. Oh, shit. Franny and Joe. It's my first roll of the night right before we end the show. Oh, man. Here we go. <laughs> it's going to be great. Gun's going to go off. Go off. Yeah. Oh, wait. Maybe, Regular maybe. success. Uh, where the fuck is listen? There it is. No, I missed it by two. All right. Uh, Franny, you're, you're just kind of... It, it is the pain in your abdomen, uh, you know, and keeping the rifle up. But you're trying to you're focused on keeping not letting Sam know that it is causing you some pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, in spite of your kind of anxiety, you're like, oh, that's Boone. And uh, it I gives you like some time from with Boone. Yeah, yeah it, chicken mobile. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a moment of reprieve, actually, from your anxiety to hear him singing and know he's on the other side of the door. Oh, that's nice. So I guess we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll open the door. And as you open the door, you see me dancing with a broom. <laughs> oh, yeah. My dear, you're very light on your feet. <laughs> uh, Boone, what are you doing? Can I, can I can I roll can I roll a, a check to see if I just drop Cully? Hang on, we're uh, we're gonna cut we're gonna cut right there with uh, Boone drunkenly swaying with the broom right. in the kitchen and a big sink full of uh, somewhat half cleaned and somewhat soapy dishes. Um, as, and uh, and on the porch, there's a large man with a a gun in a holster carrying a passed out Cully, a bloody Franny carrying a rifle with a sheet or burlap over her shoulder and Joe happily recognizing Boone. Mm-hmm. You got it. Dressed that's as a, a boy. That's an amazing yeah. scene. That's yeah. good. All right. But nervous with like blood going through her gauze right on her thumb. Oh. Yes. Yeah, good. It's good. It's good vision. Sidelong glances. Nobody oh, can see me. No, what Joe, you're that? good because Boone's voice brought you some calm. I, I gave you some calm. Okay. All right. How many sand points do you have left? A few. 
Okay. Hmm. All right, we're wrapping it up. That is going to do it for us tonight. Uh, where are my notes here? Uh, yeah, until next time, you can find us at underthelibrary.com, on Instagram, under the library, Twitter, under the LIB, and on the Up Your RPG podcast, which launches, launches every Wednesday morning. You can get it wherever you subscribe to these audio things that we're listening to right now. So for me, for Michael, Chris, Rick, Wayne, Emily, and even the absent Scott, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Getting made fun of with Rick. Amos, little Amos. I made it really close to anus so that when I'm saying little Amos, I hope that sometimes that's what people hear. You named your child after an anus? No, Amos. What is wrong with you? But there's no correcting Rick. He's unfixable. I got a lot of visuals tonight. Sometimes I feel like Rick for a minute, and then I cry a little. Aqualung, my friend, don't you start away uneasy. You poor old sot, you see, it's only me. That's very nipple. I think I'm gonna go get some more. When it got hot, she wouldn't wear much more than the raspberry nipples from the store. We can end there. We can end there.